Hello and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are covering Voyeur. It was directed by Miles Kane and Josh Corey and was released on Netflix on De- December 1st, 2017. Just in time to gather the family together for the holidays and watch. <laughs> this man talk about watching people. Hope to God you didn't watch this with your oldest. I did this not. not one. Also want to point out that my youngest kept coming in oh trying to God. hang out with me. And I was like, mommy's watching something that's only for grownups. And she's like, what's it about? And I was like, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Perverts. Preverts. <laughs> we start off with Gerald Foos initially wanting to tell a story almost like he wanted to show off. I don't understand. He's a fucking weirdo. He's had the secret for decades of spying on guests staying in his motel. I want to make it very clear. It's a motel. I used to always be confused about the difference between motel, hotel. But then when you see a motel, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a motel. Yeah, that's a motel. (laughs) I'd like to point out that my husband's so snooty that, like, I haven't stayed in a motel since, like, I was 18. (laughs) Every now and then you have to just to remember what it's like. I think he would rather die and sleep in his car, <laughs> which is maybe why we've avoided being, like, watched. Yeah. Uh, Gerald acts like he's the best at it, like it's some weird competition. He's, he is a researcher, okay? Mm, we'll get into that. <laughs> we also meet Gay Talese, who is the journalist writing the story told by Gerald. Gay has been a reporter since he was 15, and at this point in the story, he's now 80. I had to do some really quick math. (laughs) I was very confused because this dude is 90 now, so the timeline of this is off. I don't know when. The timeline of everything is off in this, Heather. (laughs) The timelines don't match up. He says he takes his time with his writing because he's interested in his subjects and feels like there's something about them that he can connect with. Which sounds like a lawyer. Which is odd because he's written about a mafia family, a bridge, and even George Spawn, the owner of Spawn Ranch, where Manson and his followers hung out with. So, Gay seems a little dramatic. (laughs) You can really connect to all of them. He sounds like he just really likes a good story. Yeah. Gay sits down with Gerald and asks when he became a voyeur, and his response is he grew up in a very sheltered house where sex wasn't discussed. Which, is that not a common thing? Oh, can we, like, talk about the fact that, like, I'm very open about that stuff? And, like, when my oldest was like, but how does the sperm meet the egg? I was just like, well, let me tell you a story, my (laughs) seven-year-old. I just, I didn't grow up that way. I didn't grow up that way either, but I find that I'm very, very open with my kids. Is it because you have girls? I don't, it might be because I have girls. I just, I find it very, like, freeing. Like, I have told my oldest about how I had a miscarriage before I had her. And I just, oh God, earlier today I was like, well, your dad and I had you very early into our relationship. And she's like, I know. And I was like, well, that was because you were not really exactly planned but you were very wanted and she's like and then I and then I was like but don't feel bad because your younger sister was also unplanned and she was like how do you do that twice well and I was like well let me tell you a story mommy likes wine about some control about some failed birth control and also apparently you're extremely fertile after a miscarriage 
And I feel like doctors should remind you every time that, that they give you antibiotics. Antibiotics, yes. Because like, that's hey, what bitch. happened with my oldest. Yeah. Like, hey, if you don't want to get knocked up, maybe you should use a condom. My youngest was literally because I let insurance lap, lapse, so I didn't have birth control. <laughs> I didn't want to spend $10 for birth control. That one bit me in the ass. Youngest was antibiotics. Oldest was just fuck up. <laughs> I wonder what it's like to be an adult who has like a planned child. Does that even exist, really? I'm like so burpy right well, now we because of the wine. Have, we had planned on having one, but we were going to wait another year. But I'm glad now we didn't because that would have been right in the middle of when COVID first started. Oh, so fuck that. Yeah. I'm no. glad we had him when we did. Yeah. No, you. Like, he was planned, really just not timing. planned at that time. <laughs> yeah. You got lucky with timing. And plus, he's hella cute. <laughs> Especially so now he's cute. learning all his words. Mom. <laughs> Bye. See you. <laughs> God, okay. <laughs> we got um, off on a tangent. And so when he got married, he told his wife he wanted a laboratory, which is fucking okay, gross to describe Okay, but can we talk about like the that. fact that, like, his wife is like, a what? And he was like, the way he was saying laboratory was, like, fucked and weird. <laughs> like, just, like, bad. That wasn't the pronunciation. And so I was like, I can understand why his wife didn't understand what a he laboratory. wanted. Yeah, a laboratory. Laboratory. Um, Which, like, is part of my company's name. And so, like, I always, like, have to, like, say it like that to, like, spell it. It's a laboratory. That's like vinegar. I'm always like, fine, gar. <laughs> that's how I say it in my head to spell it out. It works. Because it's not vinegar. It's fine, gar. Um, so, peeping on people isn't a science. Like, you can't just... So you're doing this for research not to mention not to mention like i don't think that like scientists i don't think you can just like say that you're a researcher and research people who are unsuspecting unless you're like the what's it called um the syphilis study was it syphilis or gonorrhea or I don't know, where they just threw it on black people and then studied them. So it was, it was the syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. Yes, and they said it was They said it was for research. And it's like, you can't just like know people have syphilis and not treat them. And they just say it's research. Yeah, That's give it to fucked them, up. not treat them. Was it Tuskegee? Or... Mm-hmm. God, I can't pronounce that. I don't know. This is the experiment. Tuskegee? Tuskegee. That's probably know. how it is. Fuck those people. Like, just spell it how it sounds. <laughs> Yeah, like, I hate listening to podcasts where if anything happens in Bear County here, they always say Bexer. <laughs> that drives me crazy. But you can't fault them. You I really can't. can't. Because I'm because, like, yeah, like, why do we fucking pronounce it? Like, Italy. It's spelled Italy. Italy already exists. Why are we naming it that but pronouncing it a... I will never forget hearing someone say Lebanon. And I was <laughs> like, do you mean Lebanon? <laughs> we have Italy. What's it? Miami? Spelled like Miami. Why? Because we're fucking crazy. God, I hate this state. Burn it down, give everybody abortions. (laughs) One day. (laughs) So he scopes out, luckily this is a short one, we can just ramble. He scopes out Mattel's to find the perfect place and settles on the Manor House Motel. 
church. How do you have a manor, a house, and a motel in the name? <laughs> it's not a good name. <laughs> in Aurora, Colorado. It had a pitched roof, so he doesn't really describe it well, but I guess there's like, it's an attic space he's using. Like, he doesn't say the word attic. Yeah, it's it's weird how he like, just, but also like, I want to go on record right now and say that if you ever have to complete construction by yourself because you don't want anyone <laughs> to know what you're doing and building, doing something good. then it's not ethical and it's illegal. <laughs> like if you're building secret dungeons to trap people in, well, yeah, that's illegal. Or if you're like, if you're building, getting s- people to build it, but then you don't pay them. That's another one where I'm like, I don't trust that place. What did I? What did I see the other day? Or I know I was a, it was an episode that I listened to where the guy had buried his wife under like a koi pond, and he like basically had the guy dig the hole for the koi pond. But when it came time to dig or like bury like, I think small town murder had that. That's story. what it was. It was small town murder, and he was talking about how he like paid the guy to dig the koi pond. But then when it came time to like pour the cement, he was yeah. just like, I don't need you anymore. I can't pay <laughs> you. I'm just like if at any point. You have to do the labor yourself because you don't want another person to know what's happening. You need to contact the police <laughs> because you are a criminal. That's a crime. So, yeah, he does construction work himself. So obviously Because he's doing something illegal. Takes him a year to do all this. Um, what word did he use for Vince? Louver? He's fucking it's weird. Vent. It's a vent. It's a vent. It's like the little vents you have in like the floor sometimes mm-hmm. that like just like or blow. Or like we have right there. Yeah. The ceiling. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like grandparents like little trailer homes or whatever mm-hmm. where they have yeah. like the little floor vents. Oh God. And like the pets would like sit their ass on it. So they don't really talk about this, but it wasn't every room had a vent. No, it was only there like there were nine of them that didn't have a vent, and that was where he put old people and families. Which, like, oh, good for you having like discrimination, common courtesy. Just, he doesn't want to see the and the he, parents, so he wouldn't just use regular nails. He would use nails with rubber on the ends of it, so like they wouldn't squeak as much. It would like soften noise. He had three things of carpet stacked on top of each other, going down the middle, where he could walk. So he wouldn't make noise. This man is a fucking crazy ass pervert. <laughs> He's a prevert. Um, and then we learn another astonishing fact. Not only was his wife cool with all of this, but when she died, he married another woman who was also cool with it. Like, the fuck are these women? Could you imagine, though, like, finding out that your husband likes to watch other people have sex and they have no idea it's happening? Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to have to go right now. I can't the second wife finding out, oh, you bought this motel for that very purpose? I just, I don't, like, I feel bad for his second wife. I think that she seemed like she was a very, like... I don't know. You read this article. She seems like she's very into it. Oh, God. Never mind. He just got lucky that... He somehow got two different women that are just like down to be fucking pre-birds. This relationship with Gay and Gerald started with a letter received January 7th, 1980 from Gerald. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> this is so before us. Gay had been working on a book titled Thy Neighbor's Wife. Thank God though, because you could you imagine like if we were like victims in this? That's so weird. 
That being said, I don't have sex in motel rooms. No. Hotel rooms, you know, maybe. No, even then, I don't know. Watch too many of those shows where it's like, look at this black light. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Semen everywhere. You say body fluids, but it's semen. So much semen. There's semen semen everywhere. It's always semen. I was working on a book titled "The Neighbors, Thy Neighbor's Wife, basically about how the culture of sex has changed since World War II through the 70s, which pretty scandalous at the time. Which, like, now we're just like, well, duh. Yeah. Even more so by the fact he lived in a nudist colony that practiced free love. I am confused by the statement that, like, he was saying that, like, he, as a reporter, had to take part in it to really, truly understand it. Like, is he saying he cheated on his wife? Yeah. Because even they asked his wife in the crowd, like, how did you feel about this? And she's like, I was fucking pissed. Yeah, like... That's what I was saying. Like, I hate both of these guys. Yeah, they're both fucking assholes. So this sounds like something Gerald feels he could contribute to or even get his own book out of it. So yeah, Gay... He's like, oh, I know about free love. Yeah, Gay... And watching free agrees love. ...agrees to meet him, and he flies out to Colorado to visit the motel and even does a little peek in himself. With his little tie. God, yeah. He wants to write a book but gerald refuses to allow to allow his name to be used so the book idea just kind of sits on a shelf for 30 years but they continue this weird friendship by the time gerald finally agrees to allow his name to be used he had so sold the motel years ago and they both feel any statute of limitation on crimes have long run out i don't know about that oh i don't know like was it in texas rape is like seven, seven years? years yeah don't get me started on that. <laughs> You're lucky if your rape kit gets run in seven yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, whatever story they tell is going to be excerpt, excerpt, excerpted in the New Yorker and later a book published by Grove Atlantic. Gay goes to talk to a woman. I'm not really sure which her job was, but... Gay's she wasn't a lawyer. Gay's describing Gerald as this type of person who doesn't seem like a pervert. Why, he could be a regular old salesman or working at Avis Rent-A-Car. I don't know why he specifically <laughs> said that company, which is a load of shit because Gerald looks like a dude who would own a porn company or at the very least would adosh- addition young models. Like, he looks like a creep. <laughs> it's hard to hide that creep back yeah. here. Um, also, he was peeping on his aunt when he was hitting puberty and that's because his... And that became his jack-off material. Did I understand that correctly? And his fixation for big boobs came from his aunt. Like, it's, that's fucking weird. Yes. I. If my husband also, I ever like came to me. it's also different because it's his mother's sister, not his dad's sister. Like, for some reason, that feels even creepier. grosser. Yeah. Like, if my husband ever came to me and he was like, I used to watch my aunt and masturbate to her, I'd be like, and I have to like go. My fantasy of the ideal woman. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna have to go. Like, um, it's been great. Don't try and contact me. And I will not be showing up at Christmas with your family. <laughs> don't see the children, yes. please. And I hate that he keeps insisting he's a voyeur, not a peeping tom. Which it's the same fucking shit. 
Well, if you're doing it solely to watch people having sex or spying on someone for masturbatory reasons, like, you're fucking peeping Tom. I was like, earlier I told my husband about this documentary, and I was like, he said he was a sex researcher and the, like, world, biggest in the world or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, was he masturbating during it? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, then he's not a fucking researcher. (laughs) He even talks about in the article how before he had the motel, he would drive around and peep through windows of people's homes. Like That's a peeping Tom. I don't know a better definition of a peeping Tom. <laughs> like, if you're just peeping, you're a peeping Tom. He keeps insisting it's for research, but like... Research what, doesn't what lead to masturbation. What scientific paper have you published? <laughs> like, it's not Masters the, Johnson. The scientists aren't jerking off to their research material. It's like, also it's volunteers, not, not people who have no idea. idea. Yeah, exactly. You have to have consent of your, like, research project. It's just everything about this, I'm just like, this is not how it works, no. sir. Not to mention, in his notes, he shows excitement for seeing lesbian couples having sex, but is less than thrilled about gay men having sex, which if this wasn't about sex, why would that matter? And the way he writes these letters to gay, but doesn't want his name to be used almost feels like serial killers getting into contact with the police or the media. Yeah. That's what this feels like. He's a criminal. Um, so he likes to brag about his crimes to someone. I feel like one missed hug as a kid and he would have been a serial rapist or murderer. Like a concussion and there'd be other podcasts talking about this guy. It's this thin line he managed to just... He had some issues. Um, we get to the part that is absolutely bizarre. He sort of gets bored so he needs to up the stakes he buys starts playing games he buys and this is according to him 50 dildos and plants <laughs> those in rooms along with porto mags and hopes that people would utilize these options okay but heather could you imagine finding a dildo in a hotel a motel room and using it think I of where that it. dildo potentially has been i see it and i'm thinking the cleaning people here fucking suck that <laughs> they somehow miss this it's a giant fucking dildo I- don't understand. I'm just going to use this strange dildo. <laughs> I'm so, so horny. I'm so horny. I'm going to use this dildo I just found in this drawer in this seedy oh, motel so, in Colorado. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he also does weird mind games with people by leaving empty suitcases in the rooms and then, like, setting up a situation where saying loudly, like, oh, this guest left behind a suitcase with $1,000 inside. And then he'd sit up in the attic and see how people react, like if they'd open the suitcase or it's it's some so weird mind weird. study. <laughs> like... Just find another hobby. We get to some crazier shit. He's spying on a guy who I guess was a long stay guest who was dealing drugs out of the room. Gerald is upset by this because his own son has a drug problem. So rather than calling the cops and telling them, like, hey, I think this guy's dealing drugs. Or, like, one of my maids thought the vent looked weird. I peeked in. There were drugs. He doesn't do any of that. No. He takes the drugs out of the vent and flushes them down the toilet, which is fucking stupid. So the dealer comes back to his room, sees his drugs are gone, and blames the only person who would have known they were there, which would be his girlfriend. It's like a way to get someone... Mm, Never mind. (laughs) 
Because, you know, who would suspect the motel owner of climbing around in an attic, spying on you, and seeing you were stashing drugs in that vent? And he didn't even get to see you having sex. <laughs> Fucking shame on you. So this guy beats the shit out of his girlfriend, chokes her unconscious, steals money out of her purse, and hits the road. And Gerald is so shaken by watching this. He didn't even continue watching that night. Yeah, he stopped observing the rest of the night. It was just so disturbing. Fucking fuck. And he says he doesn't call the cops because last time he told the cops, like, hey, there's drug dealers here, the cops didn't do anything. Because he would have to say he was a witness instead of, I don't know, making up a story. Any story. It's not that hard. You're a business owner. The cops are going to respect you. Like, whatever you say. So, he just waits until the next morning when the cleaning lady has to go and finds the body. Which is so fucked up. Like, he let his employee find this woman's dead body. And it's just like, no big deal. Yeah. Eh, it's part of her job. So, yeah, they call the police, believing this woman is dead. And even though he says he left his spy attic, he saw the woman was still breathing. She was unconscious. Which clearly was not. No. I've never heard that. Where you're unconscious, but you're still breathing, and then you end up dead? No. She was dead, and he just ran. So, um, 1997, Gerald sold the motel to a Korean family and since he obviously didn't want anyone to know what he was doing he took his little special vents with him and just like sloppily covered up the holes in the ceiling like all the so badly done he's been saving up for years just slapping it up there like plaster is what it looked like it's so bad oh years worth of jizz and such a bad job um it's it's really shot really done. Yeah, it doesn't help that it's like popcorn ceiling and then just like smooth. Yes. It's very noticeable. Yeah, it really is. So Gerald is concerned about the story being released because he doesn't want to make things more difficult for the new owners, even though Gay has explicitly told him that if he can't release Gerald's name or the name of the hotel, like there's no story. Yeah, it's just a fake That's little always been the rules. We go to Gerald's house, and he's a weird dude. The house is clean, which is amazing because of how much shit they have there. They're hoarders. But they're clean hoarders is what's weird. I like how he was like, I, we don't have cleaning people or whatever. <laughs> well, at one point, he's like, here's some coins Anita's been collecting from just this year. Like, he didn't why? say collecting. What did he say? Recollecting? He said something weird. Yeah. But it's like, why are you collecting coins from this year? That's. He said something weird, and I wish I had wrote it down. Because I was just like, that's not the right word. And then he pulls a bong from his shelf. Did you <laughs> see that? I saw that too. Like, it's this beautiful vase, but like, there's it's very a clearly a bowl stem on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was I don't like, know what it is, but. I was like, did he think it was a it vase? It looks like a bong to me. It was a bong. He got into collecting things because his aunt, that he has this weird sexual obsession with, collected things. There is so much that needs to be unpacked with that man's head. He needed some therapy. And he, according to Gay, wants this story to get out in hopes it'd make him famous or get him a connection so he could sell sports memorabilia. Like, eBay doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> 
Gay, I guess, realizes that he's not sure he can 100% trust Gerald's storytelling. Like, he knows the creepy peeper attic exists because he's personally been up there. Like, he saw it. He spied on one couple, which. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. Like, he leaned down so far, his tie went through the the vents. And was like, and he's he like, said, and like, just his feet above this girl giving oral sex. But if you read the article, it says yards, which I'm like, that's kind of. That's a difference. Like, how short is the ceiling in this room? It's well, that, when he away. said feet, I was like, that seems weird if she's just down giving oral sex. Like, <laughs> how high up on the bed is she? It's five foot it's tall a, ceiling. It's a platform bed. Um, so. But you can't write this entire story with just one guy's take on it. So he decides to look into the murder. Gerald wrote in his notes that it happened November 10th, 1977. So Gay gets into contact with the police, coroner, and the Denver Post newspaper. And no one has any record of a woman murdered from that date. Nope. Didn't happen. And right away I was like, are we even sure that's the correct date? Because... The paper we see with all of Gerald's notes that Gay's going off of is typewritten. So you have to assume Gerald wrote out all these notes and then goes back and writes, uh, types them up. Like, how do you not make any mistakes? Which also, like, what the fuck, man? You're, like, watching and jerking off to all these people in an attic above your motel and writing diligent notes. Well, no, he writes quick notes. So then he, when he's typing them out, he can get more elaborate with details and fucking bizarre <laughs> well it's also weird he's doing all this and his wife's bringing him like sandwiches and stuff well he's jerking it <laughs> oh honey you look parched let me get you a coke so gay's i guess assistant does find a record of a woman strangled two weeks prior to that date at a different motel nearby which like i feel like at any date no matter when it was what year like if someone was murdered at his motel like it would have been pretty easy to find yeah, especially with that newspaper stuff yeah like how many women were murdered at his motel <laughs> zero so now gay is struggling with like okay did he make the story up like but why would you make up a story like that that makes you look like an asshole for not calling the cops and if he made up this weird story what else could he have made up everything and gay keeps repeating himself about how gerald isn't a reliable person and the new yorker has amazing fact check fact checker check fact checkers and he seems really worried about the story which makes me wonder why would you go through with it that's what i wonder like you keep second guessing yourself why would you write a story that you hadn't verified and couldn't verify because you're apparently this big famous journalist who writes all these amazing stories but yet you're just letting this one slide through because it's a great story right like he didn't want to be a fiction writer but like why would you not look into it it just you're wasting so much time with this and it's not even like a little bit of time this is decades worth of back and forth with these guys Gerald didn't even have the correct date of when he bought the motel. That was fucking crazy to me. And it's not like he's off by like a couple of days or the wrong month. It's years. He says November 15th, 1966, and they find a copy of the deed that says July 31st, 1969. So two completely different dates. Like the month doesn't add up. The day doesn't add up. The year doesn't add up. No. 
So Gerald's excuse is, well, maybe the number could have been inverted, blah, 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 66, 69, which, again, doesn't make sense if, like, the month, the date, none of that adds up. Yeah, and wasn't, didn't he have, like, stories of, like, things yeah, he had witnessed? Yeah, he started taking notes in 66, so that logic doesn't work when he's got multiple entries with, like, the 66 year, 67, 68, like, that doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't sound right at all. So I don't understand why they're just like, oh, he just messed up the dates. Like, okay, but where did he get all these extra years? Yeah. Um. So, you would think with that, you would just call BS. Yeah. Like, okay, this isn't gonna That's happen. That's something so simple that is fucked up. Was he a weird motel owning peeping tom? Yes. That's the end of the story. Like. You could tell this, like, as an icebreaker at parties. But to write a whole article and later a book, it's... It's not book-worthy. No. You have to assume his notes are fiction because the dates are impossible from the very beginning. I don't understand why, as a journalist, you're still trying to tell the story. And then this article not only gets published, but it's featured on the front cover of the New Yorker. New Yorker. You don't get bigger than that. No. I feel like he said that. So yeah, the story hits the news media and Gerald is angry that Gabe mentioned the million dollar card collection because he's worried if he gets sued. You do not discuss a man's money. He's worried that if he gets sued, he'll lose all that, which doesn't make sense because he had two motels. They never mentioned the other one. He had two. Sold both of them. Has this huge house. He has a huge fucking house. But he's worried people are going to think he has money because of baseball cards. It's quite a collection, Heather. Okay, don't downplay his baseball I cards. I, I can't understate how big that house is. Like, it's a beautiful house. So, yeah, newsflash, people are already going to think you have money. And he's angry that he didn't get to sign off on the article before it was published, which that's not how that works. No, you, like, fucking tell them your <laughs> shit, and they just write what they want. And he feels gay is getting all the stardom and not him. You're the peeping Tom. And, yeah, his wife is basically like, you signed off on this. Like, you can't get angry with him. Like, no one would have any idea about the story if you didn't just... tell him. Yes. So, yeah, if he could have died, nobody would have known. Like, except for his wife. Like, his mother-in-law worked at the motel. No idea. His kids had no idea. So crazy. Uh, Gerald calls the cops at some point because someone was threatening him. Like, left I him. thought that was hilarious. Like, he's so, so upset. Like, he's not lauded as some hero or some sex revolution expert. Like, I don't get it. Everyone thinks he's a pervert, so he just pulls the, like, oh, woe is me. Like, I'm being attacked. Like, you asked. I like how the person apparently threatened him if they were going to threaten him. Yeah, he said, I'm going to threaten you. <laughs> like, nobody does that. You watch people, and now I'm watching you. Like I'm going to threaten you, Heather. <laughs> you bitch. No, don't threaten me. Like, he's just whining because shit's not going his way. He also says he doesn't feel guilty for spying on all those people because they never knew, so it didn't hurt them. But yet he's, like, constantly worried about breaking the law. Yeah. It's like, you, you knew I what wonder you were why. doing is wrong. Yeah. It's fucking a crime. And then he gets butthurt that all this attention is on him, and it's not good attention. Because, yeah, 
people are going to be upset when you say you're spying on I them. I don't understand how he ever thought it was going to be good intention. Uh, attention. Like, thinks- who is going to be like, this man watched unsuspecting people in motel rooms because having sex. Because of his ra- amazing research. He didn't do any research. There was no, <laughs> there were no, there was no data. Like, yeah, there was like some data or whatever where he weirdly kept track of who had like orgasms or whatever, which like, I mean, well, you could fake that. Well, he kept track of inter- uh, interracial couples and you notice like towards the 80s, it was way more than it was in the 70s. It's just this man. Like, I just... It's not a fucking research project if you have unsuspecting victims yeah. and you're not like recreating to get the same data and blah blah blah. You have no like, control sample. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like there are no articles. You're just fucking bullshitting. You're fucking peeping Tom. Prevert. <laughs> so the week of the book release, shit hits the fan. Some facts still makes sense which is a surprise i don't understand how you continue to have discrepancies like constantly with the story it was pretty out there pushing it so i guess sometime in 1980 gerald sold the motel to a buddy and then reacquired it eight years later yet these journal entries kept happening during that time period like how did this never come up that he sold it Hey, buddy, I'm going to sell you this motel, but I'm going to come back every night. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing, but I'm going to be here every night. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And I just like it was another reporter who broke this news to Gay. Yeah, like, you didn't fucking research this shit. Like, do your fucking job. The article clearly says he sold both motels in 1995, so that would be a difference of, like, 15 years. It's crazy. Uh, this dude has already lied about so much. Like, how do you not go extra hard on double-checking facts? At this point, Gage just sort of gives up on the book and doesn't bother promoting it because, quote, its credibility is down the toilet. Like, the credibility was already walking a pretty thin line. Yeah, you were basically writing a fiction book. Um, So, what's Gerald's excuse? He says he thought the guy he sold it to was dead, which why would you why would that matter when there's paperwork showing? He yeah, was dead. It? it didn't matter. He was you dead. You kept saying he was a friend, but yet you don't know if the guy's dead or alive. Well, like you said earlier to Anita, all of our friends are dead. <laughs> and true. she was like all of your friends. Yeah, all of your friends. <laughs> I love her. Um so he sold the motel to this dude because this dude also liked to peep and Gerald still had full access to the attic so this guy was just a middleman of the story he didn't need to be brought up he didn't mention him because this guy didn't want to be outed as a peeper which he repeatedly says his name in this film <laughs> but also how did that conversation come up like oh you're a peeper me too. I'm also a peeper hey. I'm such a peeper I bought a motel to and spy I've, on people I built some shit with my non-construction abilities. Oh, you want to buy it? Yeah, go ahead and buy it. As long as I can still keep coming and peeping on people after <laughs> sex. Like, how did that happen? So, I hate both of these dudes. They both only care about their egos. Gerald is a pervert who likes to play God. And Gabe just loves to ignore red flags slapping him in the face. So, 
Obviously, the book doesn't sell well as they had hoped, with Gerald saying he thought they would have sold at least 5 million copies in New York City alone, which that would be more than half the population <laughs> buying the book. About weird sex. I don't see that happening. Uh, the reviews on the book are basically, this dude's a pervert and this other dude's an asshole for not reporting the pervert. Yeah, which like, yeah. True. You got a point. Uh, he's reading the reviews and he's like, well, this one just says I'm a creep. And his wife, Anita's pipes in like, well, well you, you are. Because <laughs> he is. Uh, Gerald celebrates his 83rd birthday and Gay goes on the late night show with Seth Meyers. Other guests, guests were Kristen Wiig and Kiki Palmer. So he's not out of place at all. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of the end of this. Um, I was able to track down the location of where the motel is or was. And according to Google Maps Street View, there's a Starbucks there now. Seems fitting. <laughs> What's life without a Starbucks? Um, I'll put a link to the New Yorker article in the show notes so you can check that out. Um, it's another short episode because it's a lot of guy, old guys rattling on, being angry at can each other. Can we talk about how much I want one of those, like, stair chairs? It was so slow, though. It was. But I feel like they all are. I don't ever I don't ever think I've seen one that like moved quickly one of those like chairs that rolls down the stairs just, like, like went around the corner <laughs> so slow and like he's bracing it reminds me of the I want one this episode where they're watching that movie with yes with Jack Black and they're arguing and he's like no no well she's going up and it's so slow don't leave me no this is why I want one. I want one so badly. Also, was it Cloris Leachman? Yes. God, I love her. God, that was so amazing. <laughs> That's uh, all I could think about is that chair just going so slow. I seriously, it was so slow, but it was so perfect. I really just want Until one of those. Until I got to like the end, those last couple steps, and it was like, <laughs> like it went real fast out of nowhere. Turbo mode. <laughs> so, in conclusion. Heather and I would like one of those chairs. Yes. If we could just well, get. Well, you have stairs at your house, though, so I'll go over there and just. Yeah, go exactly. And up and down, up and down. And I have the little turn thing, so we can yeah. like do the little turn thing around the corner. You would do it and be like, oh, I left my phone downstairs. Guess I got to go back down. You we got to do battery it. out of that thing in a week. Yes, please. So, yeah, this could have been a shorter film if it wasn't like. Shit like that, like that pointless conversation where he keeps taking breaks and he's like, oh, I'm still like only halfway down the stairs. Like, there's an awkward silence. I still have to say <laughs> something else. When he's like dogging on him. He's like, and then when he like get, they get together and the photo- or the cameraman's like, if you could go back in time, would you do this again or whatever? And he's like, that's a very leading question. He's trying to trick you. And I'm just like. I don't he think asked you that question when you were alone, and now he's asking you in front of me, thinking you're gonna lie. And then Gerald's like, "Well, it was a very good question." Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, "What is wrong with this man?" And then like, let's follow Gay around as he's getting that a new suit, blue pimp suit. <laughs> it was really pimping. Like, there's a lot. I'm like, why are we here? Oh boy, it was. Like, I think definitely... it was only like an hour and a half, but. Like, it was. It was only an hour and a half, but I feel like it, it could have been like 45 minutes. Like seeing these two old guys hanging out in the backyard. 
like sundown and when yeah when he's like laying there and then when gerald's like i always like to places where i could see people but they couldn't see me it's like all right peeping tom (laughs) fucking creep that's why i'm like just one missed hug and he would have been murdering women and so many moments of them both just looking out the windows watching people yeah when he's like we don't neighbor because when you neighbor you open yourself up to being criticized and talked about by neighbors it's like, like i don't talk to my neighbors because i don't want to deal with people that i don't know <laughs> like, it's like i don't talk to my neighbors just because i have social anxiety but I'm not worried about them, like, talking about me. And also, I don't stare out the window at them all. And when she went out to get the mail and that thing, the truck drove by, and she was, like, turning, she was like, oh! Well, I can understand that. Like, maybe she thought it was, like, media or something to take a picture because she turned her back to them. Maybe, but, like, I feel bad for her. Just in the sense that, like... She seems happy, though. So gross. Yeah, the article also mentions, like, if it was women in town staying at the motel or nearby, like, once they left, he would follow them home. Which, that's even more criminal. Like, this is not, re- you're not a researcher. No, it's by not research. It's just and not. even keeps referring to him as the voyeur. And I'm like, no, he's a pervert. He's a peeping dom. He's a prevert. This isn't cute. Like, okay, but also, like, when... When he was talking about, like, he may have inverted the numbers when he was all like, it's a potentiality. <laughs> Did you not laugh? I was There's like, a lot of words he says. I'm I like, was like, that's, that's not, not right. a word. That's not right. That's not right. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. It's a, potenti- it's a potentiality. But yeah, they're... I looked. They're both still alive as of recording. Which... I saw that Gay is definitely, he's like 90, and I was just yes. like, holy fuck. These guys are old as fuck. And I mean, this came out in 2017, and they were already old then. It's shocking. It's, yeah, it's in, it's incredible. Especially because Gerald doesn't look like he's in the best health. Yeah, he sold both of the motels in 95 because his knees were bad, and he couldn't walk up the ladder to go peek and... I like how he's like, you know, in my younger days, I could jerk off like two, three times. Yes. In a, but it's in a not row. sexual. But it's not sexual. But like now that I'm older, like, which, yeah, I mean, I remember like banging it out like two, three times in a row. And then like now it's just like one and done. You got to stretch first. Yeah, <laughs> you got to stretch first. And you throw out your neck and you're just like, I mean, we can fuck, but I'm not going to turn my head. <laughs> the next so. day you're taking a little longer to get out of bed yeah i mean i get it it's not easy getting older but you know the fact that he's like masturbating and he's a researcher like i don't think that's how it works oh can you imagine a black light up in that attic (laughs) i didn't even think about that till now (sighs) so in conclusion it's fucked up i gagged a little bit during the entire show which is like not to mention his like 70s slash 80s like porn star sunglasses yeah. i'm just like do you actually need to wear those or are you just wearing them because they fit your persona like it fits the persona so yeah he's it's gross he's they're gross. all criminals this is gross there should have been jail time check where you stay 
seriously check the vents yeah like also maybe don't have sex in seedy motels or do if that's like your cup of tea hey, if that's your thing like i don't want to yuck anybody's yum but spying on people having sex like that's a crime <laughs> you could easily do it like as a willing participant like there are lots of people out there that like to be watched absolutely i'm not one of them but to make somebody pay you to stay in your motel and then spy on them i think of that episode of small town murder when he's like saying that the one girl murdered the other girl because like she said that she had seen her having sex and it was really disgusting <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like oh god <laughs> If I ever had anyone review my sex and, like, <laughs> give me, like, FYIs and tips, they'd just be like, I watched you have sex, and it was like, I threw up a little bit. <laughs> it was so gross. I want to murder you. <laughs> so it could never happen again. No. <sighs> so, yeah, it was a good one, but also gross. Mm-hmm hard to recover after this one. Oh, the media one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Jenny Jones ones. Next up, getting killed for being gay. <laughs> Bye. All right, we'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at talktomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at DoctomyPod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.